0: welcome I just kind of did a little something there welcome to Classroom Crush it's me Rebecca oh god did you see I'm in Vulture Magazine that was crazy uh so we're this is this is post Vulture Magazine moment in which they say listen to the podcast and I say I agree thank you very much um hopefully you're listening maybe you're new hi if you're new nice to meet you welcome this is Classroom Crush, it's a podcast about childhood crushes and how they inform the way you view love and relationships as an adult, and it's really fun. I'm really excited for this guest. I have actually wanted this guest on for a minute, and I was like, oh, I don't know what you're doing, I don't know, like, is it, I don't know, you know, the classic I don't know dance, Um, but, you know, fate has allowed Uh, as in I did finally do a DM (laughs) and I'm really excited to have her on. She she said, you go for it. You go for an intro. And I said, all right, this is what I'm going to say. This person, first of all, I mean, What's very close to my heart is that she's very funny on Twitter and very horny on Maine. And that is what is very (laughs) close to me personally. But beyond that, she is a culture writer. She, you know, and I don't think I necessarily knew this when I first like started following you. And, you know, I don't even know when that was, but like very explicitly an abolitionist. She's very fucking like that has been. It's always very cool when someone that you mostly are just like, oh, I like how they talk and write and are cool and funny. And then it's like, wait, we might have some of the same values that rocks. Um, uh, I, I don't know how I got there. Anyways, that also makes me very excited to have her on. And her name is Hannah Pfeiffer. Did I say it right? Anna Pfeiffer? Yes. Okay, I'm like, mm-hmm. there can't be that many ways, right, <laughs> to say that what one. What was the
1: other way you were thinking? I've gotten FIFER before.
0: Feefer? I, wasn't It wasn't that, but I think that's pretty funny. FIFER. <laughs> so interesting. I mean, I, I hear people will really choose, like, my last name is Bolnez, which I already think is not a very pretty last name, you know, but people will just choose the worst, ugliest ways to say it, you know. Bones. Rebecca bones and that's why my my Instagram is bones with a Z because I was trying to like reclaim it for myself Um, even though who cares (laughs) but anyways how are you today you're good. We talked yes. about it.
1: You're great. Are you? Excited? I thought we were recording then. We definitely realize. weren't. Oh
0: my God, we definitely weren't. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's start. Let's let's do that all over again. Our, our like little, hi, nice to meet you. I'll just
1: erase everything that yeah. already happened. <laughs>
0: Perfect. No, it's all gone. We're here now. We're ready. We're going to talk about
1: childhood crushes.
0: Do you, first of all, well, first of all, did you agree with my introduction? You let me, you let me do it.
1: Yes, it was wonderful. I didn't know. Like I don't know what people think when they see my Twitter or my online presence. So it's always interesting to
0: hear that. I think that, you know, you're saying what some are too scared to say. You know, you're digging in the in 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 the depths of, you know, primal desire often. <laughs> and I really <laughs> appreciate that. But also beyond that, you it's it's a very like I was actually describing, uh, you know, because I was talking to someone how I was going to do this episode and I was like, it's 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 really true, chaotic, good energy. Like if you can have the most pure uh, version of it, that's how I feel it is. It's like um, I'm laughing. I'm horny. But then you also say something like very incisive and smart. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, we have it all. <laughs> we have it absolutely all going on in your Twitter. <laughs> Um, I'm glad I can provide. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like you know, the it's a really terrible place, but at least I have that. You know, there's it, it dwindles the reasons to stay. Honestly, how do you feel about mm-hmm. Twitter currently? Online, <sighs> <laughs> you know,
1: I'm actively. I've always told people like I'm actively working for a career where I don't have to use Twitter anymore.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, so- I mean that's where I'm like, um, like I really want to delete it. But I have this thing right now. And I'm like, I feel like I need to have it to help this thing grow and whatever, you know? And like at some point, I'm just like, can we buy into this? And I don't have to be on there. That's that's the goal. That's the real dream. Mm-hmm. Um so you uh, like I said, Horny on I mean, Maine, and that's great. You grew up where?
1: In Charlotte, North Carolina, born, raised, born and raised. And residing here. <laughs>
0: And I want to know what kind of kid you are growing up. Um, Well, first, I usually ask, you know, like, were you a crush inclined kid from a young age? (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Very much so. Um, But growing up, I don't know. I was always really shy. I still feel like I am Mm -hmm. offline. When people meet me, they're always shocked just by how quiet I am. Uh, And so I was really sheltered. I wasn't allowed to go out much. And so I was, that's how I became like so obsessed with like pop culture Mm -hmm. because I was always online or watching TV. So
0: was this like a, a, like a religious sort of thing or yeah. Yes. (laughs) Big big nod.
1: It's so funny because there were a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to watch. So it's funny to look back at the things I was allowed to watch. Mm.
0: Like what? What were you allowed to watch? Uh,
1: I mean, just there was kid stuff, but like the... The stuff I wasn't allowed to watch were a lot more exhaustive. There was like the obvious ones, like Harry Potter, which I mean, mm. you know, that was a great thing that I didn't I mean, have that hindsight. No, <laughs> but um, and then just like a lot of things with like witchery and stuff like that. And then I'm trying to think of like other things, but just- but then I had an older brother, and so I watched like the things that he would watch, like Prison Break and. <laughs> And so, like, that's I wasn't fine. allowed to watch like kids' shows, like, um, like that. Like, what's that show on PBS, like, about the kids with the magic stone?
0: The kids with the magic stone. That's what that's that's what it sounds like the title is. The kids with the magic stone.
1: <laughs> it was like Dragon drag Tail. Definitely. Oh, Dragon so, like, like, Tales. I wasn't allowed to watch that, but I was allowed to watch like Hell's Kitchen or <laughs> so it was always a weird. Thing that's up, so. But.
0: That's very much like I, I. mean, I guess that makes sense in the in the religious whatever. You know, like is, is it like dinosaurs bad? <laughs> like yes, <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. Um, did you feel like um, yeah? Did did you feel very? Did you know you were sheltered? You know, like you were itching to to not to to what, to seek the things you were not supposed to seek.
1: Oh, yeah, I knew very early on because, like I said, I had a brother and so he was a bit older. And so I'd always see him going out. But it was always a combination of uh, me being shy and then me being sheltered. So it was like this, you know, compounding factors of just Mm. me being naturally introverted and then me not being able to, you know, go out. I feel like
0: you were like kind of one of like an appeasing kid, you know, sort of like yeah yeah my sister was like that um for a long time my sister's like 19 now which is crazy but for the longest time she was very like you you, you'd be like what do you want to do you know like we you you know and she'd be like what do you want to do and I'm like no I want to (laughs) know what you want to do you know (laughs) but she has grown out of that uh now she kind of dresses like a vampire all the time and it's very sick you know um but it's real like 180 absolutely something has to break open there um so how how were you taught about like desire then growing up and like and and like love um was that like just not talked about or like a no -no? it was talked
1: about but like in a very religious way (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you know don't have sex before marriage or like don't date too much or whatever so it was always like that but, like I said, I did, my parents were a lot older than, like, mm, yeah. this generation's parents. And so I was able to get onto the computer, and they didn't know how yeah. to work it. And yeah. so I was able to sneak that through that way. And once my brother moved out, it even became more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because for some, they would make him monitor me. But once he moved out, I just sort of had, like, a free reign on the No internet, chaperone
0: so. on the internet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Where? What kind of communities are you finding? What are you starting to explore? At that age? Yeah, like when you. Uh, well, I guess. Uh, yeah, when do you when do you start exploring things that to you feel like quote unquote mature? Like you know you're not supposed to necessarily be indulging in.
1: I think. I was like 15 when tumblr really started to pop off mm-hmm. well that's at least when I started using tumblr yeah and so you know it was back when like titties were allowed to be on there mm-hmm. and that was also the around the time where I was like coming into my clearness and so I would see like all these gifts and I would like store them on my computer oh my <laughs> but then God. I would like delete them like a week later because I'm like oh I can't feel this way yeah <laughs> and then it would just become like this cycle of doing that yeah
0: of course what I'm like I when you said that I just like flashed like sense memory some of like the gist that I would save or that I like I remember there was one that was this close-up of just like two tongues kissing and it was like like really I basically found out later, I was like, this is the hottest, like, kiss I've ever seen in my life. And I would, like, try to figure out where it was from and stuff. And then I found out it was, like, a Jennifer's body. Like, I realized it was a Jennifer's body kiss. Um, (laughs) And that's, like, one that I'm just like, oh, yeah, I would see that all the time and be like, that's what I'm looking for, whatever this sexy kiss is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you, uh, how were you socially? Like, you were pretty shy growing up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How did that impact? Well, well, did you have some early crushes? What were some of your, I guess, did you want to talk about like one person, a couple people? Do you want to just talk about through through your journey? (laughs)
1: Well, I had crushes all the time, both on celebrities and like people I knew in real life. So yeah, it was not even though I was like sheltered and taught like, oh, you know, sex is bad or mm-hmm. having crushes is bad or something like that. I would still always get them. So.
0: Of course. What do you remember some of your first ones being that you were like, oh, my body?
1: <laughs> I, my first celebrity crush is so embarrassing. It was Aaron Carter.
0: <laughs> okay, you don't got to tell me. I was a big Aaron head. I used to fantasize about being his backup dancer on tour, that then we like <laughs> fall in love. That's
1: very specific. I just remember, like, at the time, like, that episode of Lizzie McGuire that he was on.
0: It changed the game. That's like.
1: That was like my first very clear memory mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that I, I I that was really a moment in time. And like, do the kids have that these days? I don't know who who who's there. Aaron Carter, like, like these, there are big stars or whatever. But where's the Aaron Carter, Lizzie McGuire moment? You know that we're really looking for.
1: I think Justin and Selena were like the closest for that or like yeah. the Gen Zers and the younger millennials, but. Yeah. I don't know what the kids these days are
0: <laughs> looking to. Did you ever watch Pop Star? The but not the no, not is that not the Lonely Island, the actual Aaron Carter movie that he's in?
1: I, I think, think I saw Popstar. a video breakdown of it a few months ago. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I was so shocked by how like cheap it looked. I was like, yeah,
0: no one cared, I guess at that point. <laughs> So Aaron's getting you going. Who's starting to get you going um, like in your real life, in your like school life or wherever?
1: I remember my first crush was like in kindergarten and his name was like Parrish. Okay. And I don't remember much from it, but I do have like this weird memory of like being at the grocery store and like. Seeing him and then like my brother, like <laughs> mm. like, like intimidating him or something. How many <laughs> years older base? is your brother? Oh god. <laughs> he's seven years older. Okay, so yeah, he's like yeah.
0: he's significantly okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Um, so you ran into him at the grocery store and your brother was not letting it happen. <laughs>
1: yes. And so I that's the only memory I have. But then we had gone to high school together, but like I didn't I didn't like rekindle okay. I just remember being like oh yeah that's that's him that's so. that
0: kid no no yeah it wasn't some a twist of fate that found you together no, definitely a, a burning not. passion <laughs>
1: He was like this like skater kid at that point. And I was like, oh, no, that's not yeah. <laughs> at all what I'm into these days.
0: So, yeah, I, want, I wonder about your types. Do you feel like you've had a sort of consistent thing that draws you towards people or has it been kind of scattered?
1: It feels like scattered, even like these past few years. <laughs> I'm still trying to like, I don't know. if if someone's hot, they are (laughs) hot. Yeah, that, that does do, that does a lot when someone's hot. (laughs) It's
0: pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, do you, when you're starting to have these crushes, like, especially, you know, in like middle school and stuff, when everything's percolating, um, are they things that you are even approaching, like maybe we could date or is it so, is, is it just like fantasy kind of vibes?
1: I think it was always just fantasy kind of vibes. I was like I said, I was very shy and sheltered, and I knew my parents wouldn't even like take me on like a cute little mall date. So right. it was never <laughs> that. So I always just like sort of just journaled about it and stuff like that.
0: Were these people you were like were you, were you friends with some of them, or were these people that you kind of just watched from afar?
1: I think it's sort of like a mixture of both. I wouldn't say we were friends, but I always like hung around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we were in the same circles. Let's just say that.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. And that's you know both the ideal and also the risk. It's you know if it works out, how great we're all friends. If it does, you know, and this is just even in real adult life, right? Like if it doesn't, how awkward is it going to (laughs) be? And is it worth the try? You know. Um. When are you starting to uh, feel things that might resemble
1: queer uh, feelings? (laughs) This was around the time, like I said, during Tumblr. During Tumblr. And I've always told people, like, I don't think I was, like, born this way. I don't think it was ever, like, Mm. you know, I was, like, four and had, like, this realization or something like that. It's always, like. It sort of came into it, mm. which I think is fine. Uh, I don't think a lot of people like talking about that. Uh, well, it's like exposure, always,
0: you know. You don't know until you know,
1: kind of. And I think a lot of people don't like talking about that because so many homophobes use the thing of like, oh, it's a choice. And I mean, even if it is, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Women are hot. Why would I not choose to want to be with them? Right. And so... Yeah, so it was around that time. But then, like a year later, uh, this girl started going to my school, and we started taking classes together. And so that was like my first, like, real life, like, queer crush.
0: Oh wow! So she, um, you became like friends with her.
1: Mm-hmm. We were like best friends. What was she there was like? this funny. There was this funny thing I saw on Twitter the other day. It was like. Therapy isn't enough. I need to go back and fight the girl I had a homoerotic <laughs> a friendship with. And had a yes, I saw. Friend- <laughs> yeah, I was
0: like, okay, get out of my life. <laughs> I think that's actually a lot of people's stories. Like, is what I'm finding too. Like, and just it's so funny. Even watching like Pen Fifteen and and like, which I think is so it's so like accurate to like a friendship that I've had and that's not the homoerotic one right but there is just this recognition of like there are some some girls that just like are hanging all over each other and you know like there's this closeness and this intimacy that can happen in like female friendships where it's like hmm what lines are where (laughs) you know (laughs) do you feel like um yeah what was she like what did what did you like about her
1: I was just that age you know I think we just sort of trauma bonded (laughs) Mm. looking back it was not a very healthy friendship dynamic but I think at the time it just felt like we had so much of like the same mental illnesses Mm. (laughs) we just sort of bonded over that like oh my god you're depressed too you're suicidal too (laughs) we should be together
0: um so so she was also online you knew her from online too
1: no, no, I we okay. really knew each other in real life. We okay. went to school together.
0: Yeah. it is so funny how both in real life and online, sad, sad is a magnet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> did you? I'm curious. Did you watch Girl from Plainview? the The Hulu it's the it's the Hulu show with Elle, Elle Fanning. That's about that real life case of the girl who you know, like talks boyfriend, for, right? Yeah, the boyfriend in the I. I would be interested in what you thought about that because it really does depict like a certain, (laughs) you know, specific corner of like Tumblr, sad girl, glee, sad girl, like performing your sadness type thing that I think is like, yeah, I, I feel like right now the culture is starting to recognize that that happened like and
1: that. Like, sadness with, like, a social currency. Exactly. Almost.
0: Yeah. Like, the, the clout that can come with being associated with a tragedy, you know? Mm-hmm. And how it's, like, yeah, but this person's, like, fucked up. And, like, like clearly, like, needs uh, so much validation that they've never gotten. And they're going this, like, bad way. You know, this, like, this tragedy porn sort of way. But it's just, like... It's really just a cycle of so many people who are so fucked up. And you know. <laughs> and and then that that's like this the weird thing about Tumblr where I'm like, where was it healthy and where was it? You know? Like, cause on one hand, yeah, I was like a Tumblr girl and I felt I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day, just like, I am friends with so many random British punky boys on Facebook just because I was, like, friends with them on Tumblr and, like, wanted to be in love, you
1: know? It's so funny because I was, like, scrolling through my Instagram the other day and, like, I saw this girl and... I only knew her from Tumblr and I haven't spoken to her in years, but I see like she's a kid, she's gotten married. (laughs) It just like threw me off. I'm like, Oh, this is from a time in my life that just feels so distant now. It's so crazy.
0: But, but when you like flashback, it's, it is, they were so important. Like I was friends with this guy on Tumblr from Australia and we were fully like, you know, my morning was his night type shit. And I would talk to him every day, like every day, you know, (laughs) did you seek out, um, I'm, I'm talking about it right now. Clearly I sought out romantic connections on Tumblr. (laughs) Did you find yourself doing that too? Or just mostly like community?
1: Mostly community. I don't even remember if I had any crushes on anyone (laughs) from Tumblr. Mm. i, I think back. I don't think i did yeah i was like so much in like my social justice warrior bag yeah at that time i remember like because i was talking about it with a friend recently about like the disinformation that you can find on um tiktok now and i'm mm-hmm. like a, there was a lot wrong with Tumblr, but we always like wrote these essays with sources. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like an 18-year-old, like writing essays for like every single reply yeah. on a post. And now that's all just like gone down the drain with this like dancing clock app. <laughs>
0: it's just like everything is two steps forward two steps back two steps you know always and forever it's fucking
1: paula abdul <laughs> it's paula it like abdul we're over now here. having like the same like discourses i was having when i was like 16 i'm like how are we still
0: here yeah i thought we settled it <laughs> it's really it makes you insane and it's like you want to see the 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 way out you know like the That's been so much of my thinking in general in life right now is like any difficulty, whatever. I'm just like, I can get to the other side. I've gotten to the other side. I always end up on the other side of whatever the bad thing is, you know, but the culture, I don't know how to get on the other side of the culture of, you know, the round and round cycle. And it's so weird to be, to like, have been online the whole time, you know, like, for people like us who who found like tumblr and whatever at like relatively a young age it's like there's i i have never revisited really like i don't know if my tumblr still exists but like what secrets could be unfolded you know
1: it's so funny because i randomly uh i had to like send a professional dm on tumblr Mm. (laughs) a few months ago and so i just posted something because i used to have like a really large following and Mm. so i just made a post i was like oh, is anyone here? Thinking that I was going to be, like, the person who comes back to their high school to? Yeah, like... <laughs> and, like, no one replied. <laughs> like, I was like, this is so annoying.
0: Actually, I'm pretty sure I did that when I started this podcast in 2017. I'm pretty sure I went back on my things and was like, if you knew who I was then, here I am <laughs> now. And, like, also, I'm going to be talking about basically the same shit that happened then. Um, did you... But. This is interesting. did you um feel any sort of like real life confidence from the fact that you had this sort of like following online at the time did it did it cross over at all?
1: I don't think I gained confidence from the following necessarily. I think I gained confidence from having like this like community of yeah. like talking about like social issues and stuff like that um. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily because I have, like, thousands of followers. Like, it's like that scene in Euphoria, I don't know if you watch it, where it's like she's popular online (laughs) and no one knows in real life. Right, right. It's very much that.
0: Yeah. But so you do think it helps you sort of, like, break out a little bit then as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you, uh, so at the time of this friendship, did you recognize it as developing a crush or do you or could you identify a moment in which it sort of like moved into that kind of those kinds of feelings
1: I can't remember now like any one particular moment but I definitely knew at the time Mm. that I had real feelings for her and I was still like very deep within like my religious like brainwashing like Mm -hmm. programming and so it was still difficult to break out of that but then there was just like a lot of other things that were in the way of like making it into something more than it was
0: yeah um when when you say like the like religious brain is still there like do you feel so how like how is that manifesting um in this, in that relationship and in those feelings? Just, like, shame or, like, you know, how?
1: Yeah, definitely shame. The first time I'd ever come out, I was 15. it was two online friends of mine, and they were just like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We know you. We've been around. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't until I was, like, 19 or 20 when Mm -hmm. I came out to my mom. And so it was, like, this process of years-long process of me trying to like accept myself first
0: Mm -hmm. how did you get there what started helping you and 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 change that for you
1: um I don't know I think it's just like a series of things I wish I had (laughs) that that's fine it's a blur to me Uh, yeah but yeah I don't think there was any one specific moment I think it was just like you know, a series of unlearning and relearning. Yeah.
0: You know. So, do you think that, like, when it came to this first crush, it was like first and foremost driven by like, ooh, hot person. Yeah. Yeah. What was what 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 was she like? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, whatever <laughs> you whatever you remember or are comfortable sharing. I like you know, I like to to ha- open the picture book. <laughs>
1: I, you know, I don't think I just remember. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I remember just like how I felt like about her physically. I think mm-hmm. we always just bonded like on a personality level. You know? Do you think she was, was she, also queer? Yeah, she was definitely she was queer. definitely she was a woke. lesbian. She was openly. Oh well, there you go. So <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I so remember. Was, yeah,
1: I, I, I think, it was only me struggling with my sexuality, not her. Okay. Was she, Well, was she like?
0: Very openly into you then like in that way or just like by the way i'm going but we can be friends but
1: i think to a degree but I, like i said we have both had so many like traumas between right. us that like i think there were a lot of things like in her dating life and stuff like that that just sort of like made it that we weren't going to be together
0: yeah i have found that like just in the same way as when you're a kid, and like what you know, one of the things that makes me laugh so much is like thinking back to being in like first or second grade and us just like looking up the word sex in the dictionary and being like, ah, and being like <laughs> sex, and then and then I remember looking up like stripper and we'll be like, whoa, and like penis, ah, you know,
1: like it's I remember <laughs> on YouTube, I typed in girls kissing girls, me and too. I will. Realized- <laughs> I didn't realize that was, like, such a universal experience until I got on Twitter. <laughs> yes, yes. I would YouTube. This was, the
0: like, the beginning of the porn um, moment was, like, girls kissing and then specifically girls grinding I loved a girls grinding moment (laughs) and then it would I would realize like now that a lot of it is just like the beginning of the porn and then I would try really hard because then I would be like really into that and then I would try really hard to find that actual one because I'm like well I want to see the rest (laughs) you know and it's it's yeah I mean that was girls grinding was really the beginning of uh the journey for me (laughs) on the on the porn level um (laughs) did you indulge in porn oh yeah (laughs) when do when do you think you first started
1: it's so funny the first time I remember I think I was like nine Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like actual video I would always just like I don't, I, I was a dumbass. I downloaded photos onto my family <laughs> computer, but I thought like, if I put it like in a secret folder, I'm like, oh, this folder is yeah, not. <laughs>
0: they will not know. <laughs> well, cause that's then-
1: when we're real children too.
0: So we're fucking stupid. Cause I was eight too. So like, you know, no cog, no real uh, thought process. <laughs>
1: And so I got banned from the computer for, like, a year or two. A <laughs> like, year? Oh like, God. I can't even remember how long now, but it was a very long time. <laughs> Do you remember what left. kind of pictures they were? It was, like, a random pictures of, like, Carmen Lecture. Like, I didn't even know <laughs> these women. I just remember, like, they were just out here. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> were- um, Were you ever on, like, MySpace and et cetera?
1: It was, but I don't remember seeing anything there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I remember I, I made a fake MySpace for approximately, I wouldn't even say 20, I would say 12 hours probably, where it was like, I put a picture of just like porn stars with big titties, like as my <laughs> profile. And like, it was just explicitly like a, an explicit profile. And I like didn't know what I was going to do with it. But I just made it. And then I got too nervous and scared and guilty. And I like, deleted. I was like, they're gonna know. They're gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did you feel when they found that out? What was that experience like?
1: I just, it was, like, a big
0: thing. It yeah. was a very,
1: like, big, humiliating thing. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't remember. I think my brother found it or something like that. Mm. Um, And then, like he told my mom and i just became like this whole like emotional thing that night yeah. so yeah i was banned from the computer for quite some time
0: do you think that was like uh you know the uh, the beginning of like a building of sh- sexual shame sort of that you you know that i that i'm assuming maybe you
1: experienced (laughs) (laughs) no not that i can think of Mm. um i think i already knew there was shame attached to that so i don't think like the finding of it out okay like yeah exasperated that or anything right
0: i'm just wary of embarrassment i mean i i think i've uh i've realized a lot of my like little, little triggery, little, little things. I'm just like, uh, I can really trace a lot of them back to a moment of like feeling really embarrassed and feeling really humiliated and being like, I'm a fucking idiot. Everybody hates me. Like, <laughs> 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 um, did you, uh, want at all, like, like even if you knew that you couldn't or, or that like, you know, this, there's this pressure, did you feel like you wanted like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or like a relationship when you were like growing up
1: oh yeah it it just felt like such like a coming of age thing Mm -hmm. for me looking back I don't (laughs) none of the guys I like would have been worth it or like I would have been able to explore it because like I said I was very sheltered um, yeah Yeah. You know, I think once when, when I was younger, I would see like my friends with boyfriends and it just felt like a very isolating feeling not having that. But mm-hmm. I think I'm grateful in hindsight to not have had to experience that.
0: Right. Like w- those those people could have done other t- types of damage. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what this podcast is, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you would. um like, I, I'm always interested in, like, wh- how people fantasize and what they think about when they're, like, yearning for a certain love that or, or attention or whatever that they they might not be able to have. Do you have any, like, memories of the kinds of things you would think about?
1: I just remember, like, wanting the full high school experience of, like, going to, like, football games mm-hmm. or, like, going to, like homecoming or something like that yeah just like the, all the very cliche like teen movie <laughs> aspects of it all
0: yeah I was gonna say what are the what are your shows and your movies at the time that are probably influencing that
1: <laughs> I'm like what was I watching at the time I don't remember anything in particular mm.
0: but yeah but just like the typical like did you go to a pretty big school or was it a smaller school
1: no, it's a fairly big school. Both mm-hmm. of them were medium sized. Yeah,
0: so it had like the typical American school, like there's prom, there's whatever, like type thing. Mm-hmm. Did you go to proms?
1: Yes, I yeah. went to my senior prom with the girl <laughs> uh-huh. I was talking about earlier.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So how does this happen? Okay, yeah. We need to we need to talk through this. So this is, are you just like calling each other best friends at this point? Like we're best friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, you're you're like a little less shy now you're a little bit more um, you know like social with her? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's like just a she makes you feel sort of comfortable kind of thing?
1: Yeah it was definitely that but also our senior year there was like <laughs> this is where like the sort of like friendship decline starts to happen and mm. so like I did invite her to prom, but we did have, like, this sort of, like, year-long sort of battle with one another is <laughs> the only word I can think yeah, of right yeah. now. But it was our junior year where we were particularly close, and, like, it was, we were always together and so tight together. But it was, like, our senior year, things just started to, like, go on a decline very quickly. <laughs> what started changing, do you think? I think she was dating someone and I wasn't jealous. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> jealous. I like definitely I wasn't, wasn't jealous. jealous. I was maybe with her, but I wasn't jealous. <laughs> no, but then she started spending all the time with him. Mm. But then, um, so yeah, it was like, there was just no time for us to bond yeah, or hang out with one another. And so that just sort of like, we just sort of grew apart. And then like, when I didn't want to hang out with her at all, then she, like, made, like, a thing about it. And I'm just like, we we'll, we'll, we'll have time to hang out when you're always with them
0: Right. Well, did it, did it, like, hurt your feelings, you think? Like, the way that the attention was sort of being diverted? Yeah. Yeah. Was there any part of you that was like, that should be me?
1: i don't think i like not like you are him
0: but you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i ever thought of a real situation where we would ever be together so i don't think it was ever that
0: but i'm so i'm just like if you are not having that end goal first of all are you aware of that that like block happening like do you recognize it as a block or is it just like how you're moving through life you know like, not being open to whatever other possibilities there are.
1: I didn't think of it as a block. I think I found our friendship to be very special. And I think mm-hmm. I did know that there was, like, this sort of, like, underlying, like, homoerotic thing to it. But I never thought of it, like, transcending past that.
0: Right. So you also thought of it as a way of protecting your friendship, then? As to not, like, indulge in that side? Interesting. Do you have other um, do you have like other people in, in your groups that you're closer to or she's like really the person you're
1: close to? She was really the person I was close to.
0: Yeah. How did that feel um, when it started? First of all, did you like the boyfriend? Did you not like the boyfriend? What was the boyfriend's vibe?
1: I didn't know him. <laughs> you didn't I don't know remember. him at all. <laughs> Okay. She dated a lot of people during that time, but I remember during that particular time is when, like, things started to, like, go awry. But she dated a few people during that time. But
0: mm. but there was something about this one that was a little bit different.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were just always hanging out, but it was never, like, him. I don't, I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. So it was so never, it like,
0: was a-, a third wheel situation, like, you were hanging out with them. No, you didn't want that. But I want, yeah, that's what
1: I was, like, trying to avoid
0: pretty mm. much. Do you think you were avoiding it because it would make you feel jealous? Or just no. that was not something you were <laughs> interested in?
1: No, I think it was always just, like, there was just, like, so few minutes for us to spend together during that time. Mm-hmm. And so it was all, he was always just there. So I was just like, oh, well, I can't <laughs> spend time with him. I don't know him. So Right,
0: right. <laughs> You're not necessarily just trying to hang out with just anyone. Yeah, so when things start changing, does it feel like there's a way for it to, like, resolve itself? Like, are you holding out hope that, like, your friendship will remain? Or do you sort of see what's happening?
1: I saw what was happening. At one point, I had sort of, like, broken it off uh, completely in, like, the middle of the year. Mm -hmm. But then we, like got back together, (laughs) like, a few days later, it
0: was... (laughs) Yeah, so did it feel, like, legitimately, like, a
1: breakup?
0: Yeah. What made you decide that you had to, like, do that then?
1: It just felt like things had just become very distant very quickly, and Mm. so I guess I just wanted to, like, call a thing a thing.
0: Did you feel like... um, Did it start to get into the sort of thing where you're trying to spend time with her so then you sort of end up at her beck and call kind of thing like did you feel taken advantage of in that way
1: definitely that
0: yeah i've <laughs> i've experienced that <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like um i don't know if you if you relate to this but i i just feel like i after a certain point got really tired and it's not like I still don't do this cause I definitely still do this, but like of being the person to reach out of being the person that is trying to sort of maintain a thing and like, just like, why is it always got to start with me? What, you know, like, like I want to ask for what I want, which will sometimes be, yeah, hanging out with a friend I haven't seen in a long time or whatever, you know, but, It does kind of get to you. It kind of chips away at you after a while of like, well, why am I always seeking and not
1: to be sought?
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) did you did you sort of like feel that way?
1: Definitely that.
0: Yeah. Has that changed for you at
1: all? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. I'm actually going through something like that right now. Mm. Um, I won't talk about it, but I was like, oh, wow, this keeps happening. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a really, it's, it's one of those things that's really easy to recognize. And for a while you can sort of convince yourself, like recognizing it is doing something. And then (laughs) you keep doing it and you're like, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe actually no. I mean, I try, I've been trying really, really hard to not, and it sounds so like, but like truly not take things so personally, you know, like not taking the absence of a certain thing or like the absence of a text or the absence of whatever as like a vicious attack against me. Cause it does feel that way um, often, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to utilize the brain for all of its mysterious powers. And just like, if there's anything that I can do to shift my perspective, that's going to make me less angry and sad. I'll try it. Also, other people start should start acting better. But, like, what can, <laughs> what can I control, you know? Like, and I also wonder, like, I don't think I've ever, I'm just realizing this currently right now, I don't think I've ever told anyone that I felt that way towards, you know, about that I felt that way. Like, I don't think, I'm thinking of, of my, my good friend who, you know, after the last couple of years, obviously, we haven't seen each other that often. And I've been really trying to, like, you know, he's never met my boyfriend and that's like, you know, I, I, this is a, one of the, one of probably my oldest friends and I don't have that many, you know, I've been trying to make that happen and I'm realizing right now, like I've, what would it be if I said like, Hey, I feel like I'm always really trying to put the effort into this. Um, and I know you might not be doing it on purpose, but it feels like shit sometimes like, I wonder what they would say about that, you know? I think all, a lot of the times people don't know how much they're like fucking each other over you know or at least that's like me trying to like act in good faith or whatever like well maybe you just don't know um or you're being manipulative could be one or the other <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I wonder where that comes from do you have any idea where that comes from for you like you being the person
1: it's, i've always been like really self-aware so i always knew i always like overextended myself or mm-hmm. like you know if i didn't reach out to people that maybe it would just the relationship would not exist anymore so i've always known that about myself but like you said knowing you think knowing something is just yeah. equivalent as, like solving it or like <laughs> right right, <laughs> right. well but once it's... i get over to that second step of like stopping it <laughs>
0: So do you, so, so, so we're talking boundary problems. We got some issues with boundaries, you and I, uh, that's like, I mean, really, I I feel like boundaries, whatever has been such a like little hot button word in the last couple of years, but I'm like, but actually we really got to think about
1: boundaries and attachment styles too.
0: Yeah. I feel like. I, I talked about this a little bit uh, on a previous episode, I think, but just I feel very much like I'm in the exact same position I was in in, like, the end of 2019, right before COVID. Like, very much there's a lot of parallels to where I'm at in my life. But I'm hoping, hoping, as a big fingers crossed, that the difference this time around will be that I know that I need to say no more and, like, that I know, like, that I – have given a lot of myself to other people and I really need to like filter it back in. And I think like, yeah, not the knowledge that that is like actually needed is helpful. I'm trying, I think I'm getting better at it very, very slowly, but surely. But it's sort of like a thing that I'm realizing like, you got to dip your toe and realize no one's going to fucking hate you if you've ever if you say no to them, you know? <laughs> or or if they do, then bye. <laughs> you know, then I actually, this is not serving me anymore. Um, how do you think that that has uh, manifested in your life romantically, if it
1: has? I don't have much <laughs> romance in my life. When the pandemic happened, it was right at a time, like, my life where like things were starting to move forward Mm. because I was I don't want to like get too deep into my life but I was as much as you and
0: and you could tell me later if you're like actually I don't want that in there you know
1: (laughs) I (laughs) I was a caretaker for my father and Mm -hmm. then so when he passed in 2018 Mm -hmm. we still had to. my mom and I had to like wait to get all that situated with his death And so like towards the beginning of twenty twenty, that's when things were looking up.
0: (laughs) And right as
1: we out. At like the beginning of March, two weeks later, like the entire world shut down. <laughs> so I'm like, are crazy. you kidding me?
0: <laughs> it's always just in like the most cosmically like annoying, and, and that's putting it very lightly, annoying way that could it could have happened. You know, like same shit for me. I was really like, I'm out here starting my real New York life. I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing that. And then and and no and no. I mean. I am at least going to try and be like, well, I have, I have grown into myself so much more after these two years and there's things (laughs) that I know that I didn't before and blah, blah, blah. But also, yeah, I would have liked to have been two years ahead from rather than behind, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, do you feel like, uh, so going back to, to, to the girl, so senior year, um, is when it's sort of like on the decline how is that making you feel about yourself, if it is?
1: making you feel annoyed? I don't know if I felt anything particularly against myself in general. I think there was a lot of things happening that year. I had fallen out with two other friends mm. randomly, and then those came back together as well.
0: Interesting. <laughs> randomly.
1: <laughs> and so it was a lot of things, uh, I think, sort of just discombobulated me that year so that was also on top of it Mm -hmm. um but yeah
0: I wonder did did it feel um did it feel like a rejection to you
1: I don't think that felt like a rejection like because like I said I had sort of um you
0: had done the breakup a little bit yeah yeah
1: but I, I guess I was trying to control that.
0: and then and then you're like, this is well, now I'm going to have agency and actually I'll be the one to end this little thing. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, I'm dealing with and it's actually like I the, the tweet I, I, I messaged you is I'm, I'm thinking of it right now is just like there's so many things that I feel like stem from just like the feeling of not being enough, you know, and that's what your story makes me think of immediately of like well why can't we hang out like why can't why can't my time time with me be like more prioritized you know um that's a feeling that i've realized has followed me it has manifested in my life in a lot of ways the not enough <laughs> type thing um don't know how you fix
1: it how do you fix it what is enough <laughs> you know <laughs> i would love to know i've been in therapy for a decade now and i still don't know <laughs> Yeah, how do you feel about monogamy? I so one of the things that came out of this pandemic was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) it's been great that you know that I will start dating later in life because I think I will have a more clear head, right? And I guess like a lot of my peers will have about like relationship styles. I've always I've been looking into like solo polyamory recently, Mm -hmm. where it's like. You don't have like sort of like the main relationships. You just have all these relationships, but you're technically just like by yourself, I guess. Mm. Just kind I of bopping in
0: and out of. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I use the word bopping in a lot of different. Uh, just always feels right. Just bopping in, bopping out. <laughs> um, are you a person who likes to have like like likes to do your research type thing? Yeah, I I I I feel that as well. Um, I, I feel like gathering as much information and data is very <laughs> helpful. Um, do you think that that has anything to do, does that make you feel a little bit more in control?
1: I think so, to yeah. a degree.
0: Have you had like, um, yeah, what are your feelings about like control as they relate to like your, your, your love life and your, your confidence?
1: I wish I had more of it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think you're you you might be looking for now, in in either a romantic, sexual, whatever kind, like even a, even a friend context, um, and how do you think it might be different or the same as what you would have wanted then if you had like the opportunity to really want? Do you know what I mean?
1: I think I'm right now I'm still like answering those questions. You know, I certainly want people with like the same values as me. And Mm -hmm. I think I just boils down to people who have like the same values as me and people who are hot. Like (laughs) if I can (laughs) sort of intersect those two with one another. Yeah. It'll be great.
0: Yeah. That's, um, that makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) That's really, you know, and that's why I'm very grateful that I met my boyfriend at a protest, uh, you know, really uh, worked out because I said, or, you know, at at the the encampment at, at City Hall because uh, I could say, hmm, well, I think I know what his values are because of him here. <laughs> and B, I see his face and I do think that it is hot.
1: <laughs> and then that's really two big check marks. <laughs> it's like I can't go on Tinder and be like, oh, do you want to tear down presents <laughs> You really can't.
0: Re- you really can't because I'm also very wary now. I'm just like, is this turning into a, like an aesthetic, you know, like on the Tinder and on the hinge and just like, don't uh, date me if you think that, you know, like, and, and I understand where it's all coming from because like legitimately don't date me if you think this, this, you know, but I'm just, I, I'm i glad that I'm not on it. Let's just say that, you know, because it's hard. Like, that's what, what I'm so fortunate with my situations that have really cut all the bullshit, you know, and you don't want to wade through bullshit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 um, I want no bullshit for you. Are you, do you have any, um, do you, do you feel like excited about maybe like a new sort of chapter in, in, in your life in that, in, in those circles? and this is the circles of love and romance and
1: sexuality. <laughs> I am, you know, it's it's still going to be like a minute before I'm able to explore it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hoping in like a year or two that I get to move to either New York or LA. Yeah. Um wherever my career takes me, but yeah. Right now I'm still like in the process of just like while I'm still here, I'm just thinking about know what I want for my future. I turn 27 next month, which is wild to think about. (laughs) Happy early birthday. Thank you. I'm like, how did I get here already? I did it. I just turned 20.
0: (laughs) Honestly. Well, I mean, not to whatever, but COVID truly. I mean, I was what, 23 when I, when COVID started and I'm 26 now.
1: Stupid. I think I was 24. So yeah. Because we
0: were just little, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, and that's, that's the thing we, we, we talk about, like, um, I, t- I first of all talk about like 20, 2009, 2010, truly like it was yesterday, because to me it feels like that, you know, I both feel like I've lived a lot of lives and that high school was really not that long ago, you know, <laughs> like I kind of think about how it's
1: about to be a decade that I graduated. It's just, <laughs> a while.
0: that is so crazy. Yeah. And I just like. I I also just feel like no one taught me how to be old. Or, Or like, I was pretending to be old when I was younger, you know, and now I am older and I, I feel like a baby sometimes
1: <laughs> you know I don't and I know lena who dunham said this. <laughs> i don't know who said this but it's like you get to an age where you're like oh i know everything and then you get older and you're like oh i know nothing <laughs> right
0: <laughs> and i'm also just like i mean that both existentially and also just like in little things where i'm like don't ask me about attacks or don't ask me about this or that <laughs> I'm like don't ask me about any like sometimes i'll hear people people talking about things that are like probably normal and I'm just like they sound like science majors (laughs) of something that I don't understand um well I'm so excited for you as well and whatever wherever you find yourself um doing kissing or not
1: (laughs) (laughs) I told my I always tell my friend I'm like I feel like I'm gonna be so old by the time I get to be a dumb bitch (laughs)
0: Honestly, okay, well, first of all, doesn't have to be be true. Second of all, but what's better than an older dumb bitch? That's fun.
1: (laughs) I feel like it's not going to be as, like, forgiving. People aren't going to be as, like, forgiving. Like, when you're in your 20s, early 20s, and you're, like, getting sloppy drunk and doing, like, walk of shames. (laughs) Right, but also, like...
0: I feel like men do that all the time. Not to be like men can do everything, you know, but like, <laughs> but like truly, because I literally just thought of like, obvious. Yes, this is a movie, but I just thought of like, okay, what's a dumb old like hoe? And I was, I thought of Matthew McConaughey and the beach bum. <laughs> I'm like, we are like, we didn't bat an eye at that. We should all be striving for that kind of life, you know. We we all deserve that life, whatever it is, <laughs> bopping around Key Largo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this has been so much fun. I, um, we do, we usually end like wrap up. Well, first of all, I want to know, do you have any sort of like closing thoughts on that crush or like those early experience? Cut it. I'm going to ask you one more question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking one more. I'm all over the place and I do blame COVID. I do think I have long COVID brain fog, uh, slight or weed. We don't know. Science will not tell me the answer. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, I guess I want to just know if there's anything that, like, from those early years of having those early formative crushes that you think, like, impacted the way that you view in love and relationships now, whether it's just the, the, the religious upbringing or, um, yeah, just, like, however you felt growing
1: through that. It's so funny because I think there are still ways in which the religious upbringing I realized still like impact me today in ways that I didn't realize. Mm. I wrote an essay recently about purity culture and how it impacted me in particular and I just wrote about you know like you know we had the whole like true love waits and you know Mm -hmm. no no sex before marriage and you know I obviously don't believe in those things anymore but I realized even at like having that to be such a formative experience it still just has you know messed me up in ways that I'm only still now dealing with
0: yeah I think that that like yeah this purity thing that's happening in those circles um it's very Weird and interesting.
1: (laughs) It's just we fortunately didn't have a ceremony. It never got to that point. But it was also during the years the Jonas Brothers. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well,
0: because my I have an aunt Patty. She's a year older than me, so she's like my best friend, my soulmate, my sister. Um, and she like went to a Catholic school. My grandma's more more religious, and and I remember it was a Jonas Brothers purity ring like sort of combination effect where like that was like all of a sudden that's being talked about, you know, and it's not like, and even, you know, I always thought I was like so progressive, whatever, like growing up. But even to me, uh, it, it's sort of like it, it, the normalizing of it, you know, like, well, I want a cute ring and the Jonas Brothers are cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, did you, you? but you were not as like, indebted in that way. Like you had a whole
1: situation. Yeah. No, I never had a ring. We Never had to do a ceremony. So fortunately it never got to that deep.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So for you, that it's mostly that, that has been the, the, the impact then.
1: I think so for the most part. Mm. Yeah.
0: Do you think that, um, but you feel on your way to being rid of, all of it, not yet. Yes, yeah, not yet.
1: Yeah. I think once I have my first orgy, it'll all
0: be <laughs> <laughs> it'll all be away. Okay, and I'll say I will pray for your orgy. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> I want that orgy for you so bad. Oh man, I think that's a perfect uh, uh, place to wrap it. We usually do uh, talk about uh, some, some young childhood crush songs, romantic songs that might um. Remind you of those times? You have any songs, any picks you want to play?
1: I just love um, "I'm So Into You" by Tamia.
0: Oh my God! One second. Let's Let's play it out. Is it working? You hear it? (laughs) This is you driving in the back of the car, looking out the window. (laughs) (laughs) picking out her. This has been great. Hannah, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. What would you like to plug today? You got anything you want to throw out there? Uh, throw it all.
1: Not that I can think of. Just follow me on Twitter, I guess, if you want chaos. Yeah. <laughs> on by Twitter. And, uh, and
0: follow her and do everything that you can to also help her. Um, get out to, to New York, York City get out to because we're on career vibes right now, now but right but girl, I'm a don't t- be shy a say I'm a writer I'm a writer um, say hire <laughs> me say if you're a producer but no my a pilot, pilot. <laughs> yes <laughs> literally no this, this is this is it this is the time I'm not even joking I'm so like my urgency about my career is so fucking high right now and I really think if we all put the pressure will be the next gen and it'll happen i'm I'm asking for it in five months (laughs) five months (laughs) i want my life to be changed completely (laughs) so change our lives read the pilot produce the pilot because you want to do tv Mm -hmm. all right get hannah on your tv crews and that's writing vibes and that's showrunner (laughs) what do we want all the stuff all of it. All the <laughs> stuff. Give <laughs> Hannah a show. And you can give me a show while you're at it, too. <laughs> uh, that's all. Thank you so much.
1: Bye.